Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is MRS DC 2019, Courtney Kesnick. She is a wonderful person, writes on a blog, and really promotes positive mental state, and she really helps to promote people. She promotes working out and being the best person possible. If you're struggling with your mental state, this is someone that really could be a positive influence to you to be in a better spot, and she's there to help you as well. So stay tuned, and let's get your brain on the right track. And welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, I always love having more of our sister uh, states on the on on the show and Courtney we we love having more of the international family so it's always a great to have a, a sister state um state holder on the show so we, we really appreciate you coming on the show so absolutely I'm excited to be well here yeah oh, well we were really excited for you to be here too as well so from when I was looking on your social media, it looked like you had gotten into doing pageants after getting married. Is that correct? Actually, I started doing pageants when I was growing up. Oh, you did? So, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing pageants for, well, I've been doing pageants since I was a teen. Um, I did the festival pageants. I was actually having a conversation with one of my good friends last night about doing the um, peach and melon festival pageant when I was younger. Okay. <laughs> um, so, but um, what's the, I, I, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I went and did pageants through till I was about 19. And then I took about a 15 year break. Um, before coming back okay. into the MISA system. So you are right with your assumption to think that because social media wasn't really around back then. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm 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 with you. I, I'm a class of 2000 kids. So I, we're the last generation that grew up with no social media. So so we're, we're on the same page. So <laughs> um, well, what's the big difference? Because um. I love my pageant friends always talk about there's a difference between a um a festival princess or a festival on queen than there is between a traditional title like an international or America or internet or um United States title. It, can you can I you mean, sum that up? For me, I know that we prepped for the pageants and went and did them and then maybe we wrote in some parades, but um, I know that back then that was kind of, it was more about the pageant, um, and less about being a title holder and on this end and in the international system. And I know the USA system is even coming around to this. It's about what you do in the community and your impact and your platform work. And even before you have your state title, you have a local title and you're out there and you're putting in the hours. And I think that's what builds up the girls and empowers them and creates the women that we see that come out of pageantry nowadays. Well, do you think that's a good and powerful way to to build a woman's self worth and in, in today's environment is it still a good way in your opinion oh a hundred percent i would have to say that pageantry coming back into it is one of the things that helped me with my mental health um we'll get into this as we yes, continue please. to talk but um i have been on a 
10 year struggle and been healing all along. And one of the things that brought me back to pageantry was thinking that I was better and feeling like I had the confidence to come back and do something that I loved. And I wasn't all the way better, but by being a title holder and being in the community and giving talks at the Rotary Club or standing in front of a group of 16-year-olds that were gold star families and teaching them how to walk in a fashion show that we put on for them and doing stuff like that like you like you're doing it because you want to do it and that's where your heart is but all of a sudden you you find your confidence and when you do wind up at nationals or at a state pageant or whatever like you've been out in front of people and you found that empowerment it's it's amazing what pageants do for not just me but for for so many girls i i've i see it in so many people all the time i just love it <laughs> do you do you think this environment that we're in net right now is um a good thing or do you think we're like i i don't know if you just heard but um miss america is not going to do even even gown anymore um does that concern you or do you think having a lot of variety and having more choices for women is a good thing in this environment or i mean what do you think so i i mean I feel like the Miss America pageant is getting to the point where it's now like a job interview on stage or like America's Got Talent or something. Um, It doesn't feel like a pageant. It feels like they're auditioning for something. If that's what they want to do with their system and their organization and the women that are auditioning for the title of Miss America believe in that and that's what they want to do, then more power to them. I just personally don't believe that that's a pageant. I never competed in the Miss America system. um, So, you know, it's my opinion is not worth a lot. Um, but there's lots of other systems. There's amazing systems out there. I just competed in the international system and they, there's a age group for that same age of women who could go and compete, who are wanting to do evening gown and show off fitness and work in their communities and do a traditional pageant. That's amazing. And there's other systems as well, like the USA system or the earth system. And so it's really, there's so many options for women that they don't have to do the Miss America system just because it's the one of the ones with the most notoriety. So it's, it's not necessarily um, a win or a loss, I guess, in your opinion, because, um, if you do miss America, you're really preparing yourself more to get that winning job, I guess, if you, if you feel that, that, that they're changing it more into a job interview. So I guess, I guess that's a better thing because, um, the more that we give women the opportunity to succeed, um, in life is uh, a good thing, right? Right. So, and, In my opinion, at the end of the day, when you go to a pageant, you've been working with your coaches, you've been working on yourself, mind, body, and soul for however many months or years. You're the best version of yourself. I know that's the cliche pageant girl thing to say, but whatever you're doing on that stage and in that day is, um, you know, it's that one day, but they're trying to pick the best girl for the job and what they're looking for. But, you know, you're trying to be Miss America for the things that Miss America does throughout the year. So if they're okay with it being a different kind of competition so that they can have that job, you know, that's what they're looking for. I didn't go to Mrs. International because of the way the pageant was set up. 
Now, if the pageant didn't align with my values and it wasn't what I wanted to compete in, then I might not have competed in it, right? But I competed in Mrs. International because I wanted to be able to have that year to promote my platform and all of the things that I would have been able to do for mental health awareness. And the and that's what they do with their queens, and they put you forward with your platform. And so that's why it was important for me. Awesome. Well, let's start off. What was the original reason for doing pageants when you were a child? Did your mom get you into it, or did you just happen to see that and you naturally gravitated, gravitated, and then you got you you had got your mom to let you do it, or or your dad, or? I think it was just for fun. I didn't have coaching at, at originally. It was just for fun, and I had a natural knack for it. In my very first pageant, I placed first runner up. And then I started winning little titles and got to ride in the parades, and I enjoyed it. Um, and then I gradually graduated up, and my last pageant before I, quote, unquote, went into reti temporary retirement, I guess, was Miss Texas USA. And I did do coaching and all of the things that you do to compete in a USA state pageant. And that's when I got a taste of what it really takes to – be competitive in the pageant world well is it compared because texas is a huge pageant state right oh yes it yeah is. right right is it different uh like is it not as i guess on the east coast because it, it is competitive but it's totally different in texas in texas it's really com more of a sport and that's how i always um <laughs> expect to tell my friends to 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 prepare that way um so is it not as fun to compete in texas because it's so competitive or is it funner to compete here because it's not so intense um i don't i don't know how to answer that i there was 80 girls in the in texas usa when i went wow um I think last year, Texas, Mrs. Texas America had 50, um, you know, DC America had 13. If you can compare the numbers, yeah. like it's not, but I don't really like want to win a title because there was less competition, <laughs> if that makes sense. So you, wanna, so you personally love win. the, you love the competition then. I mean, I want to win because I'm the best version of myself and the judges selected me. And I don't know. Have you ever judged a pageant before? Yes, I have. So you know that, like, you don't even have a chance to compare one girl to the other. It's, like, in that moment, how you score in your interview and how this girl was in swim and how this girl was in evening gown and then the next and then the next. And, you but know, I, some, but I some systems have mentions, but... Right, right, but but I prefer honest to, at, to answer your question fully. It's the person who wows me in the interview that really gets my attention more. Um, you know, because if I I'm looking for that well-rounded person, so if that person in the interview process doesn't wow me, then I'm not going to necessarily look out for them for the on-stage portion as much as you know. If I ha if I have three or four people that really wow me. And I'm definitely going to put more emphasis to see if they're going to do um, more um, better or poorly, you know, 
because I definitely want a well-rounded person. So. Well, a hundred percent. And that's why we spend so much time working with our coaches on interview, right? You're right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you said you coach, do you coach or you, you've only been with, you've, you've only taken coach lessons. Um, I was talking about working with my coaches. Okay. I've actually have started coaching okay. myself, but no, I was talking about the co- my coaching, like when I was preparing. Well, I mean, would I guess you would agree if you're going to do a pageant and you're going to take it serious, you definitely should get a coach, right? I mean, absolutely. Right. And I mean, I always tell my clients on the photography side that the best thing you can do is is to really focus on that interview. And have a pageant coach uh, teach you how to really succeed in that area. So, I mean, I mean, most of the time that that's more than half the score. In a lot of the systems, it is, and I think what you are saying is something to be said about that. Regardless of whether they're comparing you to other girls, they are looking out for you. Even like in the USA system, where it's a third, a third, a third they are going to be looking for you after interview because that's your first impression. I mean, so yeah, you're right. Um, do, do you, did you enjoy competing in Texas? Like, would you, I mean, in all sincerity, if you had the choice of living in Texas, would you go back to Texas and compete in the married division? Or do you like the friendship and camaraderie that you've now built living in the mid Atlantic area? So I like chose to move to DC. I was recruited to move here for my job and awesome. I love it here. Um, so um, I, and I, all of my pageant sisters that I've made as a married um, pageant competitor right. are all up here in the mid Atlantic and East coast. I have a few from um, when I was younger in the Texas pageant years who have competed in our um, like Texas international last year is one of, she was in my dorm and she's the one who introduced me to the international system. Um, So I do have a few back home, but um, no, I, um, I'm an East coast girl now. Okay. Well, do you find, because you, you have a unique, because you've really expanded both sides of the aisle. Do you like um, the married side much more? Does it, does it fulfill you more and like, does it challenge you more or is it, or is it just different? I don't know. I don't know that I see it as different or as just that the women who are competing are more mature. Okay. Um, Not that the miss are immature, but just that they bring something that the younger girls who are competing don't have they have careers they have husbands most of them have children they have other things that they're juggling in life and then they also are doing these amazing things in their communities and they're also managing to be rock stars on the stage and so they've like leveled up to an incredible level in their lives and so they are amazing women when you meet them and you talk to them I mean, that's the impression I always get. I, I find that that the young ladies who compete on the Mary side seem to be very, very much more well-rounded people and on top of it are looking for a challenge. Is that 
um, one of the reasons why you wanted to go back into doing it. I know that we, we want to talk about your, um, oh, I can't think of your platform. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hope for, Hope for Invisible Wounds is my initiative and okay. platform. Okay. So um, is it necessarily that was the reason to, for your, your platform or was it also to build friendship and to do something outside and do it in your community? Yeah, so I um, I guess my like initial motivation to get back into pageantry was because I wanted to kind of push myself out there with my anxiety. I have anxiety disorder from the loss of my father. I lost my father right after I graduated from grad school. I'm so sorry. Um, thank you. And I was, you know kind of debilitated by that for about 10 years and just kind of finding different coping mechanisms and working with my, you know, physicians and just support systems and trying to work through that. And my friend who I was talking about in Texas had been trying for several years to get me to compete with her. And I kept telling her no. And it was because I wasn't emotionally ready. And I had gotten to a certain place in my healing where I was feeling much better and I was scrolling through Instagram one day and she had won Texas and we had always competed together and wanted to be Miss Texas and she had won Mrs. Texas and I thought I could I could do that I'm feeling and I love pageants and I and I have all of this this story to share of my healing and it just kind of it was like just the trigger and I like to share that part because it's it's kind of a nice piece because of all the work that she does too. And um, so I started looking online and that's when I decided to do the DC pageant. So in your opinion, pageantry is something that's really healing you. Yes. Okay. So would you encourage people that maybe need, you know, some kind of extra activities that maybe, um, Maybe they need some self-healing um, that uh, maybe a pageant would be good because maybe uh, you build friendships or you get you have more people to talk to. You, maybe work your, over your yourself um, and make you make yourself self feel better. Is that is that the best way to say it? Or I mean, you can build self-esteem, self-confidence. You can make friends, and it's it's so interesting because. The women that I've made friends with, both in the America and international systems, I speak to every single day. And they're people that no one else can have these conversations. Like, we're, we will be talking about, like, the wild, crazy amounts of things that we're doing in the community. And then the next second, be talking about hair extensions. <laughs> and like that is like foreign and like alien talk to anyone else and like that's that's pageant girls like pageant girls are changing the world i mean yeah i i think that if you look at all the people that have are really successful they have some kind of root in pageantry um or or their cheerleaders to be honest because um you guys have to really work really hard the cheerleader and pageant route one of you, one of those two sectors, you guys really are the ones becoming um, the new superstars and becoming senators, local politicians. Um, um, one of the colleagues that I'm I'm looking forward to interviewing, she's running for local 
local uh, Senate um, out of Nevada. So it, it's awesome. Yeah, it's just because of you guys' hard work. I know you guys, if you can do it in your local community, why can't you do it nationwide? So it just proves exactly. that. Exactly. Well, yeah, one of my, my roommate from Nationals has actually changed federal legislation around child sex laws. Congratulations. And yeah. That's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Well, it just shows how much power that the title has and um, the extra work you can do um, in your community. If there's something that needs to be changed for the better, uh, having that mm-hmm. pageant title really gives you the opportunity to either get in front of the politician or just to have people listen to you in general. Exactly. It's a shame, but you know, you know, you can work really hard, but that, that crown and sash sometimes does give you that extra nudge, you know? Right. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, mid Atlantic video and photography productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, They are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. I'm so sorry that you, you lost your father. Were you really, really close with him? Is that what was so traumatic about it that was so devastating? Or just so having... I was. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Or, or were you got? Or, or is this just out of the blue? Or. So I was very close with him, but um, it was also very traumatic just in the way that it happened. Gotcha. He actually was suffering from anxiety and PTSD and coping with alcohol, and um, I actually. We didn't know he was drinking. He was um, what they call a functioning alcoholic. Gotcha. And um, I just got a call one day that they were taking him to the emergency room for what they thought was dehydration. And we were told he had two days to live. Wow. I mean, so there's was, no there's no way to prepare for that. I mean, especially. No. I mean, it's it's one thing if the if if your parent is getting old and you know that that they you know won't live for that long, but that that's horrible to just ha- you know only have a couple minutes left. So, I, I I understand that 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 would be devastating, absolutely. So yeah, I had my first panic attack in the hospital right there. Wow. So, what have you? So you, you've done pageants. Do you feel that you're fully? I I don't ever say recovered because a lot of you know. That means like you're one hundred percent, and no one ever feels one hundred percent. So, but do you feel that you're functioning and you're 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 coping much better now, and you feel that? So through the like I said, the last decade, I've been working with my doctors, and I found I know that it sounds crazy, but going to spin class almost every day that's awesome because it burns off like all of the stressors and anxiety and just, just regular coping mechanisms. Like I meditate every morning before I get up, um, just different things that work for me, walking the dog, um, just my healthy coping mechanisms and having my routine, setting my life in the way that works has got me to a point where I feel healthy and healed. Now, with that being said, when things get tur- turned <laughs> in a way that they're not right, then I can get, I can slip. 
and feel unhealthy again. And um, I kind of found out the hard way that that could happen, which I like to share that because my, like I said, my platform is mental health awareness and I like people to know that it's always possible that you should always know how to get yourself back and be aware of yourself and be self-aware of how to, how to take care of yourself and when to reach out for, for help and care. But with nationals, I got in a situation with being out of my routine not not getting any sleep. We had 4 a.m. call times and being up till midnight and not being able to eat very much and not because I was starving myself, but because of dietary restrictions and what they had available and this, that, and the other, that I started having panic attacks. And um, what I realized is that I had all of these nice coping mechanisms stacked together and I had never healed those, those wounds, the invisible wounds, the hope for invisible wounds, my platform, I had been helping all these other people heal, but I had never healed my wounds. And, um, so I have, since I got back from nationals, started seeing a trauma counselor and we've been working through actually healing the wounds. So that way, yes, things can happen to slip and cause you to have, you know, a tougher time, but you don't fall down all the way. I don't know if that makes sense. Absolutely. Do you feel that you've progressed? Do you, uh, oh, a hundred percent and not very much time. Cause you know, it's only been, you know, a few months since nationals. Well, I, I know the short time that I had a conversation with you that you, you truly felt that, you know, that you could have done much better and just having a short conversation. I, I totally felt that you could too. I mean, I, you, you, to me, you come off as a very confident person. So I think that if given the opportunity and you do compete again, which I encourage you to do, I think that um, put in that situation, you'll excel and I think you'll do well. Um, I think everything is a learning opportunity and hopefully um, that put under that stress again, it will be a winning situation for you. So. Thank you. I hope so too. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your platform because it's really important and um, it's really the reason why I think that most people really do pageantry is they have a cause that they want to promote. So um, now is this an organization that already exists or you found it or? So I founded Hope for Invisible Wounds. Awesome. It's an outreach campaign initiative to provide resources and tools for people who are suffering from mental anguish similar to mine. And I share any kind of things that I can find that can help people. And I also have been providing and sharing stories of healing from people from all over the world um, on my blog. And we reach over 6,000 people every day. And the blog, yeah. And the blogs reach over 15,000. So wow, congratulations. 15,000. That, that, that's mm-hmm. not something that's that's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so it's been a really good impact. Um, some of the other stuff that's been really neat is just partnering with other organizations because I was like, this is what I do. So what I didn't talk about is that like in my real life, I am in communications, marketing and PR. Well, we can, we can tell because you're very well-spoken. So, oh. 
Thank you. I mean, I it, it, it would have to be in some kind of that, but it, it now makes total sense that you're in communications. Okay. So thank you. Yes. I have over a decade of experience and a master's in marketing. So my brain goes there when I'm like, how can I help people? How can I help the most people? It's like, this is mass communications. This is what I'll do. And so then I started thinking, well, but I'm not actually out in the community doing stuff. I need to physically do stuff too. So then I reached out to a few organizations. And so I work with World Federation for Mental Health and I'm their global ambassador. And so I was actually able to go to the United Nations Global Assembly a few weeks ago. And they had... um, an event for on universal healthcare and they had a mental health for all event and I was able to attend and it was absolutely phenomenal to like wit- just witness like the like health ministers from around the world like everyone talking about how they wanted to have mental health and physical health treated equally oh yeah and yeah have coverage for all and it was it was just phenomenal and I was like having conversations with like the president of NAMI and people from all over the world and just sharing my Mrs. DC business card and telling them I'm here as Mrs. DC and the global advocate for world federation and proud as, as a pageant queen. Like that's something I'm proud of. I don't, I'm not like, Oh, by the way, I'm also, and people ask me like, well, who did you tell them you were there? Like, like, why were you at the UN? I'm like, as mrs dc (laughs) of course (laughs) but you know let's not let's not bear the lead you're the national representative that's huge like that's that's a huge honor i mean not no one really gets that that privilege so let's not bury that lead that's huge because you have an organization that feels that you're more than qualified to represent them that that's you know i would give you a huge pat on the back for that and on top of it you're getting an opportunity to speak to all uh, any of the world leaders that are there or, or local um, doctor leaders that are, were there to really emphasize that we need to to treat both the, the body and the mind equally, which we totally do because we we don't even treat the body properly alone, the mind. And it's it's really important that they both be treated together as one and not separate. So you're, you're absolutely right. right. You're, um, And, um, yeah, so that was like one of the most amazing things that I've been able to do with my platform. Um, now are you, are you public speaking? Like, are you, are, are you going to do that or? So that's the, that's where I was going next. I actually, um, so I have also done a lot of volunteering with mental health America and their national headquarters is right here in Alexandria. And so I know a lot of the people that work at na- their national office. And um, I, they, let, they gave me um, free registration. And I went as, and with my title to the conference this year. But next year's the conference theme is From Resilience to Recovery. And it's a trauma theme. And so I am putting together a brief to submit to do a workshop on how trauma, uh, childhood traumas can create perfectionism in adults. And I've all, 
already identified a clinician to sit on the panel with me um, to discuss that. And then I, ha I have someone who can come in and do a workshop on perfectionism. So I would be the lived experience person sharing my story um, so that I already know the people. So I would really just be submitting it, but hopefully it would go through. I don't, I don't see why they would turn you down. I mean, I think you'd be a perfect test case and, and a perfect person that has gone through that and, and still be, uh, successful. Um, but I, I also, yeah, I, I definitely have friends that have gone through issues and then they become even more, um, prone to, um, want things to be absolutely perfect. So yeah, I, I think that's a perfect case to, to show. And you're definitely a perfect case to show that, that you can go through that and still be successful and still live a healthy, natural life. So I, I think right. they definitely need that. Yeah. So, and then, um, the last organization that I've been working with really hard recently is, have you seen any of my posts with runway to life? Yes, yes, yes. So we've been doing storytelling from people all over Virginia. So I've been doing a lot of their stories on my blogs and then sharing on their accounts. And then we had, they do a huge fashion show once a year and all the proceeds go to suicide prevention trainings that she puts on all over the state for service providers. So people who, you know, hairstylists, nail salons, bartenders, so people can identify their patrons who could potentially be suicidal um, and so that they can provide resources and help them get the care that they need. It's really awesome. Um, and the fashion show is just an, an amazing event. They have people come in to do the hair and makeup who come in from New York and Paris Fashion Week. And I actually have modeled the last two years and it's just really fun. So that's the last one and um, of the, the organizations that I've been working with. So it's just been a lot of fun um, because it kind of fills you up when you do good things that you are really passionate about the work that you do. Well, I, I think that as we get older, I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but we definitely want to leave a legacy and we want to also make sure that we're changing um, as much as as much as possible for the best we don't want to leave we don't want to leave this world worse than we than what we came into it we want to leave it either either the same or better so um do you agree with that or or i mean is that is that how you see it or oh a hundred percent yeah i just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, so this is the part of the show where you get to take over and everybody gets to learn all about your upcoming events. I know we just talked about your two big um, groups that you work with, and we just talked about your blog, but you know we, we didn't uh, hear the blog um, website name or anything, so why don't you tell everybody 
um, what's coming up that you want everyone to know about? So the biggest thing that I have going on right now is I am selling Battle Buddies. They are these little keychain little men and women. One is pink. I call them Hope Buddies because Hope for Invisible Wounds logo is pink. And one is green for mental health awareness. And they are $12.50 plus shipping. And the proceeds are split between World Federation for Mental Health and... Uh, runway to life and they stand for um, I learned this from the Air Force it's a thing that they have having a battle buddy that you should never go into any battle without having your support system a buddy and by having them on the keychain you always remember that and so it's kind of like a good reminder for your mental health and then obviously the proceeds go to charity so um, you can buy them on my website, and it's www.courtneykesnick.com. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-K-E-S-S-E-N-I-C-H.com. And then you can go to shop on there. And then my blog is www.spinningthroughlife.com. Dot com and there's also a link to the blog on my website and then my other big thing and I alluded to it earlier is I am starting to do pageant coaching um, yes and I've done some interview coaching and messaging development and social media development um, with some girls that were going to Mrs. America last year and um, if you know anything about my social media, you know that um, I do a pretty good job at it. So um, I am offering all services, though. So if you would be interested in working with me, feel free to reach out on my Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Courtney Kesnick, and it's the same spelling. And you can also find me at confidently underscore Courtney. Well, all of our listeners, don't forget all of this information will be in the uh, bio, on the bio below. So if you're not a good speller or you didn't catch that, don't worry. We're going to have it right there. You can just press a little button and you can go right to her website. But I would definitely encourage, it sounds like cycling is a huge thing in your life if it's the name of your blog. Yeah, so I actually um, named it. It's a play on words because okay. my biggest um, symptom for my anxiety is spinning through conversations. Uh, and so I spin on conversations. And You are a wordsmith. Is my number one coping mechanism. So I, gotcha. it's a play on words. Yeah. And when you go to the blog, you'll see that I'm on a bike and then it has a word. <laughs> a thought bubble coming out of my head. You're so creative. So uh, are you a soul? Is Are you with soul cycle or are you with a smaller gym room? I am a soul cycle obsessive. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's something about the, um, like the meditative part of it. I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> you, um, I can't think of the, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, but it's a 1980s movie with John Travolta and it's a um, workout um, movie where he plays a, uh, a, uh, 
an investigator. He's writing a book, uh, an article about a gym, and he takes his workout um, class. And that's what I think Soul Cycle is. It's like a bunch of like young, like 20, 30 year olds, and they're all just like young and sexy, and they're all like working really hard to like to be their best person. And that's like the vibe. Am I am I, am I wrong by that or like? Um, you're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> I like, have noticed like that no one wears a shirt really um, okay yeah like regardless of like whether they should or not um, <laughs> i i always do because i mean i think i've hit an age where you just do but i always look around and i'm like wait a second i'm the only person in the entire like 50 something bikes that has a shirt on like, i didn't get the memo <laughs> <laughs> well hey in all sincerity if you ever have the privilege of of meeting and talking to Courtney. Courtney should never wear a shirt. She she definitely has a great body. She works her ass off. So um, that that's coming from like a like just a like just a being honest. Um, and all of my pageant friends, like I honestly, I none of my girlfriends that I honestly have had the opportunity of interviewing. None of you guys like that. That's one of the things that I. That's one of the reasons why you should do pageants because it definitely positively no, motivates you to want to be in your best shape because you have that you have that moment that you're going to be on stage and no one wants to go on stage and feel like people are pointing at you or or making you feel bad um so i mean you agree or disagree or like uh, yeah i think some people could potentially like take it to an extreme as long as it's done in a healthy way um i was having that conversation with leia today um she was Mrs. DC last year. Um, Paul, you know Leia. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, she's been on the show. She uh, yeah, she's doing second of, second uh, second episode for anyone who wants to uh, to listen to that episode. She's doing um, health and fitness coaching now. Yes, she is. And she was she was talking about like doing it in a healthy way and making sure that her the girl she's coaching does it. Because I was talking about like I would refer girls that I was coaching to her for that. And, um, I think that as long as you do it in a healthy way and that you like, no one needs to lose excessive amounts of weight you need, they're looking for a title holder who is fit and healthy. And I remember I talked to the national director and she said, we're not looking for someone who looks like they live in the gym. We're looking for someone who looks like they go to the gym. <laughs> no, no. But do you feel that in the way the society has changed that we've stepped more to having people feel comfortable being themselves and not feeling they have to be a size a size zero anymore. Like it's okay to be a 12 if you feel, if you feel well and you're eating and you, you, you are, you know, you physically inside you, your heart is well, your, 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 your blood is well, you, you know, you don't have high blood pressure, you know, it's okay to be a size 12 if you feel good, like in your body looks good. A thousand percent. Right. I mean, they always say it's another pageant cliche, but that you win swim from the neck up. Like it's all about confidence. It's all about that smile. And it's all about what the judge can see in your eyes. I will never forget. I was probably the most fit and the smallest on stage at DC America and Leo one fitness. I didn't believe in myself when I walked out on that stage. It's not about, what your body looks like it's about how you care i mean leia look was probably like just as small as me i don't mean it like that i'm just saying like it's a confidence it's, things more than yes. a physical thing 
Yeah. But is that, would, would you also say that that's a good way to practice going for that interview? That it's not really what you're wearing or what's on the resume. It's also how that interview goes. Like if, if you're not confident in that interview, they're not going to take you seriously. They're not going to look on that piece of paper either way. Right. I mean, yes and no. I think that what you're wearing has to make you feel confident. Okay. So like I changed my interview outfit for nationals like eight times. Uh, not the day of obviously, but with my coach, because I, every time what I thought I was going to wear, I would get it. And then it was like, whatever was making me feel uncomfortable or this wasn't right or that wasn't right. And she would be like, we know this isn't what it's about, but something's not making you feel right. And you need to not, you need to feel like a million bucks when you walk in. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It just needs to be something I don't even think about. Well, thank God for Amazon prime clothing, you know, <laughs> I swear they advertise that enough. You know, you, you can, you can try that stuff on to send it right back. You know, if it's, you're not feeling it, just send. no, but I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, I, I haven't had someone word it the way you said about that you in the bikini portion, it's from the neck up, but I've had mm -hmm. people word it that it's in your, it's in your emotion, your face. So it's the same, mm -hmm. just a different way of saying it. But yeah, you, I, I do agree that as a guy, you know, if you don't feel like if you, you're stumbling in a, in a, in a, in a bathing suit, then how are you really going to be comfortable just chatting to maybe the vice president or the governor of your own state in a, in a normal dress? Like, are you going to feel not confident? Because if you feel, if you don't have the confidence there, are you not going to have enough confidence in a big moment too? So, yep. So, well, is there anything that, that we didn't go over because I definitely want to make sure that we talk as much about your platform and um, anything that's going on in your life because this is and we, we appreciate your time so much so I just I want to make sure that I shared the Instagram and Facebook for Hope for Invisible Wounds yes please. Um, I share lots of inspiring things on I mean I hope they're inspiring on um, I'm Instagram. sure they are um, hope for invisible wounds you can find it at hope for the number invisible wounds and then on facebook you can just search for hope for invisible wounds and um, that's where all of the stuff is shared and the stories of healing and if you would like to share your story of healing please reach out on any of the places that i have put my information and paul will have the links um, with his with the shared um, post and I will help you share your story. The only thing that I ask is that you're number one, seeking care and number two, in a positive place. Um, those are the only two things that we ask. Um, other than that, I am happy to help you share your story and put a voice to it. Yeah, guys, uh, if you really need help and you're, and uh, you just want an extra person to talk to, I know Courtney would definitely uh, be there or she can definitely put you in the right direction. So definitely if you need a little bit of positive feedback, I know that she would be there and definitely hold your hand if you need that. So, so Courtney, we really appreciate you coming on the show and it was a bit such a pleasure. And I know we had um, tried to set this up several times. So I really appreciate you going out of your way and giving me some of your time. And I know how extremely busy you are. So we really appreciate it.
Thank you so much. I can't wait to hear it. No, no, it's going to be a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Courtney, for being on the show. It just proves that you are a bright sun and you are overcoming amazing things and you you can become a an absolute bright shine light for everyone else who are struggling with mental disease just like lots of people are in the United States and around the world and the the work you're doing on your blog really does make a difference and we really thank you for all of your hard work and we really appreciate you coming on the show and I really encourage you people to reach out to her she's a phenomenal person as you can tell so if if you need passion coaching I would definitely reach out to her and if you just need someone to talk to you know I think you should talk to her too. Don't forget this show drops every Thursday. Please subscribe both on iTunes and on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Tell us what we're doing right or wrong. Leave us a comment. And please subscribe. And don't forget to stay tuned.